0: Hi and welcome to Public Speaking with me, David Murray. This is a show about communicating with confidence. Every episode, I share with you tools and techniques to help you to communicate with confidence or I interview a special guest who talks about how communication shapes what they do and how they do it. If you head over to my website, here's the address davidalamurray.com. You'll find details on how you can join me for one-to-one coaching and sign up for my face-to-face or online programs. In today's show, I'm speaking with Sean Smith, who is a key worker in private social care and is a keen marathon runner. Sean works in a unique and challenging environment and talks about the importance of effective communication within the workplace. He also talks about his passion for marathon running and gives advice for anyone thinking about running a marathon for the very first time. And before we get there, if you enjoy today's show, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to click subscribe and share it with anyone who you think would benefit from listening. So without further ado, let's begin to communicate with confidence. You're listening to the Public Speaking with David Murray podcast. To find out more, you can visit me at davidallanmurray.com. Hello, welcome to the show. Today, my very special guest is a key worker in social care working for autistic young adults. He's a three-time marathon runner with more planned on the horizon. He's passionate about music and sport... He's friendly, he's outgoing, he's confident, he's an all-round great guy. May I introduce you to
1: Sean Smith. Sean, how are you today? Hello, David. I'm fine, thank you. Uh, Thank you for inviting me onto your podcast. I'm very much looking forward to it.
0: Sean, the reason why I got you on the show today is because I know that you've got a very interesting job and it would be great to hear a little bit about what you do and how communication shapes what you do and how you do it. Is that okay? Absolutely. So, Sean, if you can tell us, what is it you do?
1: Okay, I am a a key worker in private social care um, in a residential setting, working with young autistic adults. Um, I've been working in the industry for approaching 20 years now, the, the care sector, And I've worked with all client groups, including elderly sort of care, nursing, challenging behaviour and children's services, um, in addition to where I currently work with young adults um, with autism.
0: Can you tell us how you found yourself doing the job that you do now?
1: Yes, David. Um, Prior to um, working in the care industry 20 years ago, I had different careers um, in retail when I left school a long time ago, and also in in office admin work in London. And but I always knew in but in that time, even when I was working there, I was doing like nursing auxiliary um, in like hospitals, um, positions caring for uh, people with um, uh, psychological problems and so forth, and. Um, I basically um, took that up full time. Um, wanted to do it as a passion. I studied a health and social care degree as well, which I passed, and um, and that's how I found myself in it about twenty years ago. And uh, and I realised that was my passion, and I wanted to continue.
0: Sean, thank you. It sounds like you work in a very unique environment and i wonder if you can share with us how communication shapes what you do and how you do it
1: yes david um communication and like you said um i do work in a unique and yes it's a challenging environment and um it's challenging every day something different happens every day which keeps you on your uh, toes um but one of the most important aspects of the job i i feel is communication, Um, simple as. uh, Because of the type of client group that they are, which is autism, which is um, uh, people with like developmental delays, which usually happens at the onset of childhood, um, very young, and also affects um, communication and relationships. Um, In this case, they are, the people that I work with are non-verbal, so I have to get... Um, and not just myself, but all my staff members have to get their points across very uh, concisely, briefly as well. You can't go into long kind of sentences uh, with, with autistic people. Um, so communication, not just with uh, the clients themselves, but also with the staff members is, is vital. Absolutely vital.
0: I heard you talk about the importance of getting your point across in a clear and concise way in the environment that you work in i wonder if you can tell us a bit more about that please
1: well like i said david in yes in my industry uh, is certainly very important with the um uh, client group that i work with to get your points across like i mentioned earlier in short concise way but also just like in any other field of work uh, no matter what you're in i think uh, things like um uh, body posture um, you know, body language, in other words, the way you present yourself, the tone of voice, the the um, the way that you speak to them. You you need to speak to people in, in a calm, um, relaxed way. But get get your point across. Make sure that they understand what you're actually saying, and get acknowledgement um, from that. And uh, to understand that, obviously, you, you have to think of, of on their point of view as well and uh, how they feel. So, so there's a lot of factors to take into consideration. But in my particular field, uh, if we're talking about um, actually talking and working with my client group, it would be in short, clear sentences, like I say. Sean,
0: thank you. I wonder... For people listening who work in their own unique industries, when you talk about getting your point across in a confident way that is understood, I wonder if you can share with us maybe two or three top tips for helping people who are listening to be able to be heard, get their point across when they're in their workplace.
1: Yes. Well, firstly, um, definitely speaking in the right tone, I think is vital to um, whoever you are talking to in a calm, calm manner. Absolutely. Um, also, the body language, the way you present yourself in front of the person. So, no kind of like a defensive stance, for example, or uh, just you need to have like a friendly approach. And also to be treated um, and to treat those people with respect, like you would expect to be respected yourself.
0: Thank you, Sean. I wonder if we can touch on something you said about body language, and if you can just give us a quick. Um view of what is the right body language to adopt. Now, I know in public speaking terms, we talk about having an open posture, uh, welcoming posture. Is it the same kind of thing?
1: Yes, I do think it is Um, open. That's literally the words that came into my mind. Um, An open posture, um, non-threatening is is really how you need to present yourself to, to people so that they feel comfortable in your presence.
0: Sean, for people listening, if you can just sort of tell us very briefly, just in your words, why, how you communicate in the workplace is very important.
1: Yes, David, I think it's uh, very important to have the right communication in the workplace in all, in all fields of work. Um, This can benefit not only the business itself, because good communication often leads to good practice, but it's important that um, you respect people that you work with. um, They are on the same level as you and you want to be respected back. So it's important to talk um, to them in a calm, clear way, in a friendly way so that everybody can prevail.
0: So it sounds like to support a healthy environment at work, build great relationships, it's important to communicate in the right way.
1: Yes, it definitely is for all those reasons you've just stated. And uh, and uh, this w- would make, as, as you said, a um, healthy, happy environment for all.
0: Sean, I wonder if we can change tact a little bit. I know you're a marathon runner. Am I right in saying that you're a three-time marathon runner?
1: Yes, I have. Uh, I have run three marathons at Brighton. Um, for the last three years apart from this year uh, which was unfortunately um, postponed due to uh, the pandemic but um, I'm due to run my fourth one day in September. That wow
0: it's amazing and can you tell us what got you started and why you've kept going?
1: Right um, a few different reasons one was to to try and get and to maintain or lose a little bit of weight which um i knew i needed to do at the time and uh, also um yourself and i um as you know ran oh, yeah. the first Brighton marathon and we both made the promise that we would do that and uh, which we committed ourselves to um and that i really enjoyed uh, running with you and um from that moment on, um, unfortunately, uh, you couldn't run any further ones. but <laughs> I did myself, and I've continued to. And um, so it's really for um, personal reasons, but, but you know, uh, for, for, for weight reasons, to, to get fit, and uh, to make myself feel good, because running is very good for the mental health, and it yeah. does make me feel really good. And they—they um, they are the main reasons why I, I, I wanted to run.
0: I remember the first marathon we ran, to, ran together, and it was—it was hard. Has it got easier for you? So you've run three now. Has it got easier, or harder?
1: Um, no, I wouldn't say easier. I think any marathon, no matter how many you've done, I think is is probably as harder as the last one. I don't think, um, no matter how fit you are. Um, 26 miles, 26.2 miles is a long way. And, um, so, um, I'm finding that I'm enjoying them more, the more that I do. And I can't see myself uh, wanting to stop, um, because it is a challenge. And, um, and I also run for diabetes, uh, yeah. UK, because my wife has diabetes. So I have different reasons why I want to run, not just for myself, but also for charitable reasons so
0: yeah do do you find that the i mean motivation is a big thing in marathon running and maybe not on the day itself because as i recall and anybody who's listening who've run marathons or any any races the day itself there's a lot of adrenaline there's lots of people around so you are to some degree kind of propelled or pushed along by that kind of good feeling if you like the training's the hard bit. Would you agree?
1: Absolutely. Like you said, the, the actual marathon itself, you have um, the, the crowds cheering you on and uh, every part of the way you are being cheered on by, by, by the bystanders. And that definitely pushes you on and, and wanting to complete it. But when you're training, uh, in my case alone, um, for the last four years, I have just been running around um, the same <laughs> block, um, in yeah. the village where I live the same route and people wonder how on earth that I uh, can keep motivated but um, I do have—I do listen to music that absolutely motivates me yeah. I have to listen to up tempo music which gets me round uh, my training it's probably hard uh, if anything the actual warming up because I have to have a bit of an extensive warming up session uh, can be that's the hardest thing to motivate uh, for but going out on the actual run itself I still enjoy it even four
0: years later. When you're looking out the window on a cold, wet, wintry day, the rain is pouring down. It's cold outside and you need to go out to do a training run for the marathon. What would be your top tip for motivating somebody to get out there and do a training run if they don't really feel like doing
1: it? Um, to, to remind them of the benefits, the, the, the long-term goal um, of knowing that the more effort you put in, the more you're going to feel fitter, you're going to feel better in yourself. It improves your mental health, um, which is proven. And um, running, running is just a great form of exercise, which is cheap, it's easy to do. And um, I recommend it to anyone.
0: What advice would you give somebody who's thinking about running a marathon for the first time?
1: Well, the same advice is what I've been saying, that the reasons that I wanted to do it, I think you've got to have your own personal reasons. Uh, it may be to, uh, to lose weight or just to feel fitter in yourself. But to know that you are, you are training for a goal and that is the actual marathon itself and personally when i committed to running my first with you david i knew that i couldn't just slack and couldn't just not train because a marathon needs training and i think you just have to remind yourself of the long-term benefits of it every time you go out and um and that's how i that's that's what i advice i would share with um other prospective marathon runners
0: so what i heard you say there sean was that there's great health benefits to be given to yourself from running a marathon so that's a great reason to start marathon running anyway and if you are considering it maybe it's a good idea to see if you can encourage your friend to do it with you to support you
1: absolutely um if you can get someone to run with you then i think all the better some people prefer to run in groups or, or pairs Um, other people prefer to run alone Uh, um, but if you can encourage someone to um, like I did with uh, you David, we both agreed that we would uh, run the marathon, we had to train separately because obviously we don't live near each other, but um, if you can get someone who who can actually run with you ideally, that would be brilliant or if not in the um, position uh, that I was on the very first marathon, knowing that you were doing it as well motivated me so there's different reasons um circumstances i think um but yes absolutely brilliant Mythbuster.
0: sean when people are communicating with groups of people they can often get nervous what negative thing do people think will happen but rarely does
1: yes well, I think that people will often believe that they're being judged by the audience, and that they um, what they are saying um, is not the right thing. Um, also, that they they may be that they also might be lost words uh, through nervousness. I think that's another thing that um, um, can happen, but rarely does. But mainly I think that it's about being judged and you're worrying about what you're saying is coming across correctly and, and that can cause nerves.
0: And do you feel that, I guess the myth there is, is that you feel like you're going to be judged, but actually you're rarely judged or you're never judged. Exactly, right? because
1: I think that the people that are watching you actually are willing you to do well, want you to do well, and uh, they're not there to judge you; uh, yeah. they're there to support you. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a myth, really. Yes.
0: Sean, thank you very much. Looking back over your career, I wonder if you can share with us something that you've learnt that you would share with yourself when you started out in your career.
1: Uh, the years, especially in my profession. Um, I think that it's very important to treat everyone equally and not be judgmental i think when you start out especially when you're young i, I, I think, um it's easy to be uh, judgmental of people and their character um but i think you learn that through time uh, and experience and um that that, that's what i would that's what i would want to share with um people i think in, in that respect
0: sean i really appreciate your time today i've really enjoyed speaking with you hearing about your unique job hearing about your love for marathon running i wonder if you can tell us what's next for
1: sean smith Uh, what's next to myself is to continue my running, which I really enjoy, continuing to do marathons and uh, w- which I get a lot of fulfillment from. and also in my professional role is, is to continue uh, what I'm doing and caring for those that are less fortunate than me, which uh, I get a lot of pleasure out of, and it's very rewarding.
0: Sean, thank you very much for your time today. I've really enjoyed it. I hope you have too. Yes, my pleasure. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you did, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to click subscribe and share it with anyone who you think would benefit from listening. You can head over to my website at davidalamari.com And join me for one-to-one coaching and sign up for my face-to-face or online public speaking programs. Thanks for listening and keep communicating with confidence. If you'd like to find out more, you can visit me at
1: davidalamari.com.